0: Welcome to the PSA CPSU New South Wales podcast. This is Communications Officer Jim Minns. On the podcast this week...
1: I cannot think of another time that this would have happened. It it certainly says a lot for where we are as a union and um, that that they feel that we have a lot to offer and that... um, you know we can assist members at this level.
0: We look at the threat mitigation tactics employed by staff in corrective services that have stopped any spread of COVID-19 in New South Wales prisons. There were reports in the middle of March that the coronavirus would be a ticking time bomb inside New South Wales prisons. The tight living quarters were seen as incubators for the spread of the virus. This assessment was based on previous cases of outbreaks seen around the world, with notable examples in Italy and the United States. With this warning in mind, the New South Wales Government granted Corrective Services the power to release vulnerable inmates who were deemed a low risk to society. This mitigation procedure was put in place to stem any possible overflow of COVID 19 infections inside the prisons and reduce the stress on Corrective Services staff who would have to deal with the outbreaks. Despite these measures, not one prisoner has been released early, and as of the time of recording, there have been zero cases of COVID-19 inside any New South Wales prisons. We spoke to Corrective Services Officers and PSA POVB Delegates Natalie Howes and Darren King about how the massive coordinated efforts have worked to stop the spread of the virus. Darren and Natalie, thanks for joining us. The first question we've got for you is, you know, in New South Wales prisons, has there been any COVID-19 outbreaks as of the time of recording?
2: Um, Yeah, there's been no cases of COVID-19 within the prison system. Um, Correctional officers and non-custodial have been proactive within every aspect of the COVID-19 crisis. This is something the correctional officers do on a daily basis. Um, COVID-19 has created many new challenges for all of us, but typically, as a corrections officer, they've shown how, as a group, we can handle it.
1: Oh, it is an incredible achievement. I think um, the response um, in relation to how proactive we all were in um, making sure that we could reduce the risk.
2: Um, no contact visits, increased cell fires, disturbances, riots, we've all been controlled within our prison walls. It's the old adage where a corrections officer does all the roles of policemen, firemen, ambulance officers. Hopefully the government recognise these achievements during the COVID crisis and finally grants us emergency service status. It's really a no-brainer to me. So they all need a pat on the back, really.
1: And, and for all those things that Darren's mentioned, um, you know, in relation to um, isolating inmates really quickly, stopping the visits stopping um, inmate movements and, um, and those sort of things. Have clearly have they've, they've worked, it's as simple as that.
2: To do this so far in the COVID crisis and have no positive COVID crisis, all staff need to be commended for what they've been doing. The work of custodial, non-custodial staff have done on the ground, we've, we've adapted to it. Everyone's taken on additional work just to
0: address the crisis. Your training, do you think your training um, has helped in this situation?
1: I think what, um, as Darren mentioned, I think that we do so many aspects of what other emergency services do, and you do it on a daily basis, that it may not be um, probably in our initial training, but it certainly is by, by experience, because this is things that we do on a daily basis. So, you know, to be able to pull together when things are critical, and in this obviously You know, the um, chance that COVID may enter our centre is clearly a critical time, and we pull together very well when, when needed.
0: How has the coordinated communication been between POVB and Corrective Services New South Wales?
1: I have been um, really impressed, actually. I would say that it's one of the first times ever that we have had um, this level of coordination between us and communication. Um, I've been lucky enough to be able to be part of the command post down here. Um, And that gives us the ability at an industrial level to be involved with decisions um, on many levels. And... um, the approach that we've been able to take is that we can um, coordinate and communicate with Justice Health, um, with the non-custodial component of this, with um, the custodial component, because as Darren mentioned, it's it's been um, a really fluid situation because as things have um, changed and um, things like what we were talking about before is that there was um, the... Legislation was changed in relation to the ability to let people be released early, which they certainly haven't done and and I really doubt that that will get done. Um, but those sort of legis- legislation changes and having the ability to be part of, you know, the pros and cons, is fantastic.
0: It, it sounds like they've really taken on board the expertise of uh, the union members and corrective services staff in their decision yeah. making.
1: Yeah, and I on, I cannot think of another time that this would have happened. Yeah. And I think it goes um, it, it certainly um, says a lot for where we are as a union and um, that that they feel that we have a lot to offer and that um, you know we can assist members at this level. Uh, 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 uh.